Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast, season two, episode three. Wow, season two is off to a fire start. Great introduction. Look how, um, um, during my first episode, had a great interview with Harrison Fagan, and now I'm here with a, with my uh, my good buddy for many many years, the one and only Jackson Kramer. Jay, it's an honor for you to join the Off the Dome podcast again. It's great being back. Thank you for having me on, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. So let's start with, um, so first let's get into some NFL first, and let's talk about our rival, well, maybe not our rival anymore, the Green Bay Packers. So there's been a lot of beef and a lot of drama of the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers management as far as, well, he, according to Adam Schefter, there have been reports that he wants to leave and that um, it's not looking so good and he was hesitant about they were hesitant about extending him with a contract he was like uh it's a red flag and there's been a lot of drama on this organiz- with between the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers from your perspective whose side are you on like i feel like you have to pick a side nowadays of who you're whose side you you are on between but whose side are you on in this case um I don't know. I haven't really like thought about what side I'm on. I, I'm just kind of watching, eating my popcorn, seeing how this unfolds. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, I think I, I if I had to pick a side, I'd probably pick Rogers. Just like I could understand why he's been unhappy. I mean, they like last year's draft of not taking any wide receivers when they clearly need a wide receiver help, and no line really. Early on, then they obviously take Jordan Love, like his future replacement. That probably puts a bad taste in his mouth, and it, um, and yeah, I mean he hasn't he hasn't made it to the Super Bowl since he won it back in what year was that, Mark? Twenty ten. Twenty ten. So that's been eleven years, and, he, and he's getting getting old. One in four at NFC Championship games. The one win came against our Bears, and that was Caleb Haney at quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers almost blew that game. He was pathetic that game. So that's not really something to brag about. Still ended up winning the Super Bowl, but yeah. I know. He was great in the Super Bowl. I mean, like, he deserved to win that, but I was talking about against Dawson in the NFC Championship yeah. game. I mean, yeah, so I would take Rogers' side just because he's, what, he's 38 now? He's No, nah, I think he's more like 36 or something, but but I can sure. see your point. I don't, the, the point is, is that I agree with you, and when you don't no- notify your arguably the, uh, the most talented quarterback ever uh, that we're going to draft a quarterback— and just don't say anything on draft night. The draft, your soon to be replacement, I'd be, I would be pissed off too. Like that, that is just not chill. And the fact is, there was a report on the Bleacher Report article a couple years back on Aaron Rodgers that when they hired the head coach Matt Lafleur, apparently Mark Murphy, the pack, it's the Packers' um, president, said to Aaron Rodgers, "Don't you be the problem." So. I think that was kind of like the start of how it happened, in my opinion. And then they threw the Jordan Love thing in there. But Aaron, like, people thought Aaron was going to be washed and done last year. But turns out he was the by far the unanimous MVP. I mean, he was, he was incredible last year. 48 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. You can't do anything wrong there. 
I just feel like, though, that the Packers management, they haven't given Aaron Rodgers enough help. Yes, he's had Aaron, he's had Devontae, he's had Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, all these, these receivers, but he's only had one top five defense in his career. Now, that being said, though, the NFC Championship games he did lose, he, was, he didn't look so great in that. And in the fourth quarter against Tampa Bay last year, he wasn't so good. So I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side mostly, but he needs to take into account he should have he could have played better in some of those big games because he's now one in four in NFC title games. Yeah, but like it, it's not even like a it's at this point it's not really like about his past performance. Everyone knows he's a top five quarterback. Oh no, a hundred percent. And everyone knows that if he gets traded somewhere, he's like immediately making that offense a top. Definitely a top ten, like arguably top five offense. But the whole the whole narrative behind it is that like no matter if the Packers trade him or keep him, they have they lose that thirty million dollars. They have to pay him. That's that's so, you're eating up thirty million dollars worth. So that's why we're getting all these crazy reports of like the the Packers are demanding like three first rounders and like two to three like top players for him. Yeah, and like the Broncos are at the lead of that rumor. I just don't see it playing. I, 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 I can't see the Broncos trading three first round picks, like throwing in Bradley Chubb, and like I don't know, like another quarterback or another position well, player. Their quarterback it's just, situation. It's, it's just a lot. Well, yeah. Denver's quarterback situation isn't that great. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's above serviceable. And Drew Locke's, uh, he's Drew Locke. I mean, he's not nothing to write home about. So their quarterback situation isn't glamorous over there. John Elway since since Peyton, since Peyton it, he hasn't had a good quarterback since Peyton Manning. So, but maybe, maybe it could work. I don't know. Maybe the Raiders. I've heard the Raiders thrown into the mix, but I see that I don't think he's going to go to the Raiders. Maybe stays in Green Bay. I don't know what the the thing is with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know where else he would go. Yeah, it's just a it's a waiting game at this point. Maybe he can be a full time Jeopardy host. Could be. He was Maybe. really he was good in Jeopardy. Now, Pretty wild though. Like he literally was MVP last year. So oh my, he was the the runaway MVP. He was phenomenal right. last year. So the, the idea that he might not even play this year, which I. Think is still kind of slim to none. It's a it's a wild idea to think about. He's if the NFL would lose a lot of ratings if he's not on the field. Yeah. Now I want to talk about another quarterback. That well, former quarterback. Let me let me try to phrase this for you. A former quarterback that's now going to play tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and his name is Tim. Tebow, Tebow mania. First time since 2012, he's going to be in the NFL. Tried baseball, didn't make it. And now because of Urban Meyer, he's back. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. What, what do you make of this? Like if I, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Tebow back in the NFL? I mean, well, first off, he hasn't made the team yet. He still has a whole preseason and training camp. I think to, he'll to make it. Through. He'll he he's gonna make it because of Urban Meyer. 
I mean, yeah, unless he's actually awful. I mean, he's going to be playing in preseason games, and if he legitimately isn't productive, then Urban's going to – he's not a lock on the team, Matthew. He is not. He He's given an opportunity by his former coach, and he's obviously biased, and that's why he signed him. A lot of media buzz. Um, but I think it, it – it could. I like a conspiracy theory. I feel like it, it's a it's a distraction that the Jaguars want to create, so there's not as much attention on Trevor Lawrence and not as much pressure on him. That's very interesting. It, it could be a smart way to divert media attention towards Tebow and give more patience and give, let Trevor rest more and not have everyone up his throat all the time. You know. That's 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 very interesting. I never heard that theory before. That's a very interesting theory. Also, look, Tim Tebow, I, I think I'm not going to question his work ethic. He's a hard worker. He, but let's face it, he's been in, out of the NFL for nine years. And to be honest, the Tebow mania thing that had everyone buzzing, yes, he had game-winning drives, but he was never that good of a quarterback. I mean, he... Didn't even throw 50% completion percentage. He was not accurate with the football. Mates didn't read defenses that well. And he hasn't played quarterback since. And he didn't even play tight end then. And you're asking Tim Tebow if he makes the team. It's 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 if. I'm not gonna it's not a lock, like you said. But say that if he is on the team, he hasn't played the tight end position ever. And you're gonna throw him into the mix if you if. You, you have him on the team. This makes no sense to me. Yes, maybe it could be about Trevor Lawrence. Maybe to get away from the distraction of Trevor Lawrence, like you said. But also, like, you, I feel bad for T-Law in a sense that your first year, you're under the Tebow mania media frenzy. And I don't know. It just, it, it's, I just don't see it working out. If he makes a team, I think he'll be a good pump-up guy, right? But as far as a tight end, learning a new position, being a, I just don't see it working out, in my opinion. But 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 I could be wrong. Maybe he's a good tight end. Who knows? We'll see how it pans out. Just like Rogers is, who the hell knows, Matt? Who the hell knows? Now I want to switch gears and I want to talk about Justin Fields. Um, this was though. This was this is the first time. It's a, for the Bears-Packers history that the Bears feel good about their quarterback and situation moving forward. And the Packers don't feel so great about what's happening. The Justin Fields is a dog. He's a workhorse. There's been a lot of great reports about him in practice. And I'm feeling very good about our future of our Bears. And you're, do you, first of all, this is a two-part question. Number one, do you think Fields is going to end up being week one starter? And number two... Once he gets his opportunity, how much do you think of an impact he'll make on the Bears his first year? Uh, well, first part, I, I, if I had to put my money on it, I'd put it on Dalton being the week one starter. Um, that's just, I just, that's what I think will happen. Probably will. And I mean, look, I, I. I am not I'm going to be treading lightly with my optimism at quarterback cuz I there's we have no track record of developing any kind of quarterback. So like yeah, this is like the first time the Bears have drafted someone that's 
a different type of quarterback, mm-hmm. a mo- like a very mobile quarterback, a stud athlete, like kind of like the center of attention in college football besides Trevor Lawrence, and it's exciting, and he's got a great mentality apparently. So like everything points in the right direction, but I I just I can't go all in yet. Like if it's it, we just got to see how he performs on an NFL football field before I tell tell everyone that he's the the next Brady. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to manage my expectations on this guy. I mean, you could be. We saw in the pros like you could be a great college quarterback, like Tim Tebow was, but not pan out in the pros. I think he's different. I think he's he's learned the plays. And if you read all the reports, Justin Fields memorizes the playbook very well for Nagy. He's a workhorse. I mean, I know Ohio State quarterbacks typically haven't had a great track record in the league when they come in at quarterback, but I think this guy's different. He loves to work, man. He's all about heart. He was great last year. You saw in college. I think he's ready for the pros. And how he slipped, I have no idea how he slipped. There could have, be, could have been a lot of factors in there. But I think the Bears got probably the biggest steal of the draft, in my opinion. Now, I Matt Nagy, I will give him this. I do like the fact that he's being cautious about this and not throwing Justin Fields in the fire yet. I think Dalton is a fine quarterback to learn off of. He's not a scrub. I think... Once Dalton has a couple bad games, like two to three, then I think you put Fields in, and then I think the Bears will make a shot at the playoffs. That's just me, though. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But, like, it's exciting for sure. Like, this is these are what the quarterbacks are going to look like in the future for the next 10, 20 years. Like, these Kyler Murray undersized but extremely mobile and – athletic quarterbacks mm-hmm. and Justin Fields fits that demo perfectly so it's exciting to be a Bears fan but we still gotta be patient and gotta know our, our roots and our roots are that we have horrible quarterback luck so this yeah. is my this is my last question on the NFL before we switch to NBA uh there's a notable game on the week force calendar and it's and it's uh this Coach named Bill Belichick against the quarterback who's known as the greatest ever, Tom Brady. I think that's who it is. And they play in week four in Foxborough. And that's probably easily going to be the most anticipated regular season game of the year. In your honest opinion, like, like what, what do you make of that game? And do you think that the Pats have a, a shot at upsetting Tom Brady? I know it's weeks from now. But we we talked about it on free agency day, the Patriots winning free agency, and uh, against the and Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. You think the Patriots have a shot in that game? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think the Bucks are going to be favored for like as they should. Um, they basically have their whole team back from last season. But it's the same. But like last year, for example, who did the Buccaneers lose to? In the regular season. The Bears. So, like, if the Bears can beat the Bucks and it, they started really slow last year, maybe they start slow again. Who knows? Um, and the Patriots are a lot better now. Um, their quarterback position is interesting with Cam and uh, Mac Jones. But, yeah, I mean, it's football. It's it, You never know what happens, you know? That's going to be. Hopefully it'll be a great game. 
I will say this. The fans in Foxborough, regardless, I think are just going to love Tom Brady. They're going to love whatever he does. I, it's going to be a lot better than KD returning to Oklahoma City or LeBron returning to Cleveland for the first time. It's going to be a lot better than that, that of an introduction for Tom. I'll just put it that way. It will. Uh, I think it'll it'll be, yeah, it, he's going to be cheered for sure. Oh, whatever he does, 100%. It'll be like it'll be like Peyton Manning's return to Indy, that Sunday night game where they were cheering and applauding him and the video tribute. It'll be just like that. Yeah, they'll do. Yeah, yeah. they will do the same thing. Have a video tribute. The man, the man brought him freaking five Super Bowls. Six. Five? Six. Jesus. Six. It's wild. Now we, yeah, it, it is incredible. It's amazing. Now let's switch gears and talk NBA. And now I saw one of your tweets and you said that this guy belongs in the Museum of Modern Art. And that is arguably the greatest shooter ever, Steph Curry. Now, he is the revolutionized the game. Greatest shooter ever. And this was the year that a lot of media outlets, a lot of people said, Oh, he doesn't have Kevin Durant. He doesn't have Clay's out. They they're not good. He's gonna get exposed. But this year, he's the scoring champion. He's he and and he's taking a bad basketball team in the play-in. In your honest opinion, in your opinion, like talk to me, me about the greatness of Steph it, from your perspective. And do you think he's the MVP of this year? Well, uh, I got the the honor to watch him live. A couple weeks you, ago, you did. You, you were in town to play the Pelicans. You've seen a lot of and great players play live. You saw Kyrie play live, and you saw Steph play live. You've seen a lot of great games this year. Yeah, I have, and uh, he, he's just a different kind of animal to watch. He's the best shooter of all time, hands down. No debate. There. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer, NBA MVP, NBA champion. Um, and he's having his best season, hands down, at age 33? 30, yeah, 32 or 33. One 33. And uh, one it's, he's incredible. He's been insane to watch. He's shooting like 42, 43% from three. And he's by far shooting the most threes per game. Like normally you get like a Kyle Korver, like – like Ray Allen maybe even, and they're shooting like 42, 43, but they're only taking like four or five threes a game. And you got Steph shooting that, and he's sh- chucking up 15 threes. A game. It's insane. It's insane. In my mind, I think he's the MVP. Um, I know it'll most likely be Jokic, but I think Curry, by f- if the if the Warriors didn't have Curry, they'd be a, a, one of a bottom two, bottom three team. Right. And here they are in the playoffs. Like it's a like some media people, a lot of people said this is the year Steph got exposed. Like, come on. Before like before KD came, he was unbelievable. I know he had he I know that team won 73 games before Kevin Durant. I get that. It was not all Steph, but still, he was the leader of the team. He was he had he set the record for most threes made in a regular season, the unanimous MVP season. What he's done with this roster, which, first of all, not a lot of people expected them to be in this position. 
I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but because I think he's missed a couple some some games and they're an eighth seed. But man, but but for what he has done this year, I definitely think he should be at least top two to three in voting consideration. And he's the kind of guy, Jackson, where he could pull up from 30, 40, 50 feet and it'd be target practice for him. It's insane. Yeah. Every shot he takes, no matter where he is on the court or who's in front of him, who's guarding him, you just think it's going to go in. Right. Dame has that range, but he doesn't do it consistently enough. Steph can do that two, three times a game. For sure. He's a gifted, he's one of the most gifted athletes we've ever seen. Now, I want to talk about another point guard, someone that's been very misunderstood, and that's Russell Westbrook. He set he's has the most triple doubles in history, 182. And what he's and, and we, people get this misconception about him that he's a stat patter, that he's not a winner. But I view it differently. I view it as a guy that has a lot of heart. He hustles for loose balls. He's always talking on defense. He's a guy that's going to pump up his team wherever he goes. In your opinion, like, why do people have these misconceptions about Russ? And in your honest opinion, and do you think he deserves to be known as one of the all-time greats? Um, I mean, I think it's he's always kind of been in the in the shadow of another great. Like, you got, obviously, KD. You've got Paul George when he was there. But, and now Beal a little, but, like, he's kind of running the show now. Um, he, I mean, he he's a legend. Like I, I, like, I don't know how you else you can put it. He's been averaging, like, in the past, like, month, he's averaging, like, 25, he's, 18, he's, 15, something I, ridiculous He's like been that. the best player in the month of April, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's a great, and if he... If he was a two man to a to a LeBron, like it w- he would be winning rings left and right. Like he's an amazing player. He's a hustle player. He plays defense, top defensive player. Um, and I think the notion that he w- that people like thought he was just a stat patter, I think that's BS. I think he's he's got a weird personality, and that's what people that's what like makes people like ticked off from him. But nah, good guy. I, I, I think, yes, well, he's not the best jump shooter. I mean, everyone knows that. But he makes up for it by just heart. He just plays hard. That's all he is. And I was just thinking about this the other day. If he doesn't win a championship, he could be, in my opinion, the first. He could be the great. I was thinking this. This might be a bit of a stretch. He might go down one day as the, if he doesn't win a championship. He might go down one day as the greatest player ever to never win a ring. He'll definitely be up there. Uh, who's who's number one right now? Well, I mean, there's other greats like Carl Malone, John Stockton, Reggie Miller, uh, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah, he's right up there with them. He'll for sure. He'll be he'll be up there for sure. If 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 there's there's still ways to go, maybe. Still, yeah, he's still kind of in his prime, so yeah, you never know. He, he kind of is. So, you know, we talk about things like about throwing away games, about tanking, well, this concept of tanking, this idea of tanking, maybe to put yourself in a better position to succeed. 
You know, we see it in sports. You saw it last year with the Jets. They tried to tank for the number one pick, and then for, for T-Law, and they failed. So this past weekend, Jay, the LA Clippers tanked against the Rockets. They didn't play any of their starters, none of their key bench players. They tanked against the Thunder and are now the four seed. And people are saying, wow, they're avoiding the Lakers. And I feel like that could be a, a theory. And I also think it could be up for interpretation how they decide to do it. Maybe they want to see the Lakers later in the Western Conference Finals. In your honest opinion, what do you make of this whole Clippers tanking thing? Do you think this is a good strategy or do you think this is a weak move? I think that's what a lot of teams do. I don't think it's just the Clippers. Um, I think it's a smart move. I wouldn't want to play the Lakers first round. I would like who would AD and LeBron. Um, so yeah, I mean, who's your um, Eastern Conference uh, Finals winner prediction? Who do you think is going to win the East? I had the Sixers and the Nets in the finals. Uh, the felt so, and you said the Sixers winning. Sixers and seven. Mm. Well, I mean, they they tanked not just for a couple of games and a couple of playoff spots. They tanked their whole season for multiple years, and uh, and now look, they're your your finals favorite to make it out of the East. So, I think you're pro tank. Then you have to be pro tank if you're predicting the Sixers. I I I just wanted your thoughts on the Clippers. That's all. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to go to battle. If you want to talk shit, Matt, I'm not trying to talk crap. I just want to just talk. All right, no, but yeah, that, that's my thoughts. I I think it's a smart move. I would who would want to play the Lakers first round? I'd try to avoid that. And, get, right. and meanwhile, give your stars some rest, avoid injuries. You know, could understand that. Now, I want to talk about uh, uh, what? Let's see what else. I want to talk about um, let's talk about out east, and I want to talk about the Boston Celtics, a team that's very underachieving. So I a lot of people thought they were two wins away from the finals last year, and they've underachieved. It, COVID, I know, injuries, Jalen Brown's hurt, very unfortunate. So many injuries to everybody this year. In your honest opinion about Brad Stevens, I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's a great coach, and he hasn't gotten this roster over the top. He tried that with Kyrie a couple years ago. They, they definitely underachieved. In your opinion, do you think Brad Stevens is the reason why the Celtics have been underachieving? Or do you think it's just Danny Ainge assembling such a mediocre roster? Um, that's a, that's a tough question, Matt. I mean, they, they've obviously this year they're, they're done, obviously, since Jalen Brown's out. He, they need him in order to make a run. They're not going to win the playing games. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but... I, Sure, like, Brad Stevens is probably going to lose his job. Like, that's just the way the league works. But, I mean, I I just think they were always kind of like a star away. Like, Tatum is phenomenal, obviously, given how young he is. Jalen Brown's a beast. They have a – they got – um, I mean, in the past, they had Gordon Hayward. They have Kemba now. They've got Tristan Thompson. They had – who who's their big man last year? Daniel Tice. That was Daniel was the Tice guy starting over him. Am I blanking on someone? No, Daniel Tice. I think was the starter. And okay, they, and they had Ennis Can- and they had Ennis Cantor last year, but now he's with the Blazers. So. Right, Cantor is who I'm thinking of. 
I mean, I think they've had like great role players with great pieces. I just think that the the top of their roster, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as your one and two man, like it it can only take you so far when you've got LeBron and AD paired up. You got all you, you got, got you got the beast of the East. You got Katie and Kyrie, you have Embiid and Simmons. I mean, you got Giannis still, who's who's a wild card in the East. You have all these guys, and there's only so many talented teams out there. Yeah, and and they're for sure a talented team, but they're they're just a tier behind the top of the top. Like even the Clippers, they they would definitely be behind them with Paul George and Kawhi. Like, there's just teams that are too stacked for them to handle, and that's what's been going on the past several seasons for them, unfortunately. Now the team you picked to make it out of the East is the Brooklyn Nets. In your honest opinion, in the East, what team do you consider the biggest threat to the Brooklyn Nets? Is it the Bucks, the Sixers, or who knows? Um, it'll be whoever it'll be whoever plays them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's put it that way. Uh, the Sixers are. I guess the favorite. Are they the favorite to make it to the Eastern Conference over the Bucks? I don't even know. I think they're they're like neck and neck. I think some people think the Bucks, some people think the Sixers. It's 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 either the Bucks or the Sixers. That's hands down. Um, I would probably say the Sixers. If I yeah, I mean I think Embiid is can take over games, but I still think that the Nets are. Uh, annihilate whoever they face in the Eastern Conference Finals. They, they're they're too deep. They, you got Blake Griffin now playing solid. I'll, basketball. I'll give you this: Blake Griffin's been better than I thought. He's been very good. He's he's Blake Griffin, but as a role player, and it's pretty cool. He's been um, fun. I'll give you this: yesterday, non-biased. That was the best play of the year. <laughs> if you saw what happened yesterday, yeah, the the fast break. That was a pretty cool, pretty cool play. Um, but yeah, I think I think even you know it, Matt. Like you're just trying to stay with your initial word of the Sixers. You know the Nets are gonna we'll, get to we'll, the finals. We'll see soon. what happens. Um, yeah, they're literally favorites to win the finals. Well, we will see what happens. Now, I want to talk about out west and back out west, and I want to talk about the the team that I talk about all the time on Twitter, uh, which is the Lakers. Uh-huh. Now. LeBron and AD have been back. By the way, did you go to the game yesterday? No, I did not. Tickets were too expensive. The tickets are too expensive? Oh, man. You, you, you would have loved – I'm sure you would have loved to have gone to that game yesterday. Yeah, it was it – was, it was, I mean, none of the Pelicans players were playing, but, yeah, LeBron was playing well. Yeah. I think in – your, in your honest opinion, like with LeBron back and AD back, I think that – once they get their, once they just are just healthy, I have no concerns. It's just the health that I worry about, in my honest opinion, which is a rational thought. Um, a couple of questions about them, actually. Number one, do you think this team, when healthy, we, dis- we can disagree about the finals all we want, but when healthy, do you think this team is still the favorites? The, 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 do you think this team is still the team to beat in the West when healthy and in the right frame of mind? Yes, I think they, if they are all healthy, they are the favorites to come out of the West, yes. And the next question I have is, obviously, we play the Warriors on Wednesday. Now, I, Steph 
not going to take anything away from him. He's the best shooter ever. We all know that. In your honest opinion, do you think the Lakers should have any fear going into this game on Wednesday? Or do you think or do you think this will be a pretty good solid win for them? Um, I mean, you never know obviously now that Steph is playing his right. peak performance, but um should they be nervous? I mean, no, they shouldn't be. They have two shots to win. Even if they lose tomorrow, they still right, can right. win. If they no, win they, the they don't play game. tomorrow. They play Wednesday. If they win against the Warriors on Wednesday, they, they, they can. Still have another... No, no, no. That's not how it works. See, if they win, or I'm sorry, if they lose against the Warriors, they, they, ha- they, play, the lo- they play the winner of the 9-10. If they win, they're the seventh seed, and they play the Suns. And, yeah, the Suns. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think they they're probably going to win. They're four and a half point favorites against the Warriors, so it's not like a, a landslide of a no. of a spread. I mean, Steph Steph is going to shoot you in in games. Like he's the greatest shooter ever, and he's like we said earlier. Without Steph on that on that Warriors team, like that team would be a, like what they were last year, a a, a terrible team. Yeah. And look. And they're with. The, I think that they're better without Ubre and Wiseman, because I didn't think Wiseman was the the great pick for them, and I didn't think Ubre was the right fit for them. But I think that Wiggins has played well. I give him that. He's been better than I thought. And Toscano Anderson's a nice player. Jordan Poole. They have some talent, and they still have Draymond. Obviously, they have talent. I just the Lakers just can't screw around in this game. They can't screw around, and they can't let Steph. They can't let others beat them. If Steph is gonna go off and get thirty plus, but their second leading scorer is Wiggins, like with ten points, I'd be fine with that. They just can't let other people beat them, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean Wiggins is playing well. Poole's been playing well recently. We'll see. But I will say this: I. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I I think that the surrounding cast of the Lakers, not including LeBron and AD, is worse than last year's surrounding cast in the playoffs. Are you saying they're going to be bad in the playoffs? Are you saying compared to last year? I'm just saying I would rather... Rondo kept you guys alive last year. He played out of his mind. I give you... Um, and I think I don't think Dennis Schroeder. I do think Schroeder's a great player, honestly. But I think the way that Rondo played last year, you're, you cannot get that out of Schroeder. I think it's so, gonna. Yeah, I think it's gonna be based off committee this year. I think Schroeder's going to be well. First of all, Schroeder's never played with a guy like LeBron before. I mean, anytime you're paired up as this season, I'm talking about before this season. He's right. never played with a guy like LeBron before. Yeah, but, right. Okay, but he's been playing with him this whole season. It's not like it's a new thing starting the playoffs. I, I, no, no, I'm saying this year, like this. I know, Matt, but I'm. But what does that mean? I'm saying that Schroeder will learn under LeBron how to develop and how to be the guy that Ron. He's not going to be the passer that Rondo is. I. I'll say this. I, maybe you could consider them worse than they were last year. Like on paper, but it's going to depend on the talent involved with it. When you have two of the top, well, LeBron, we can disagree on who the best player is. I mean, you know how what I think, and I know what you think. 
but is at least a top five to seven player. When you have two of the top ten players on your team, like you're you're in a great shape. So I'm not worried when healthy, like I said, it's health that's what brought us down. Like if you were to tell me when healthy before the season, if you were to tell me before the season that a healthy Lakers team would be the seventh seed in the play-in tournament, I would have said that you're smoking something and you're crazy. But unfortunately, it's health. Health is what brought this team down. We were 21-6 and before Anthony Davis got down with the Achilles injury. And when LeBron, before LeBron got down, they were second in the West, like a game and a half behind Utah for the best record in the West. So look, it's health. But now that the team is healthy, now that Drummond has started to evolve into his role, and if they just don't screw around with this Warriors team, like, they, I'm not saying they, they're going to fear the Warriors. I mean, you could fear Steph, but I don't fear the team at all in general. But the Lakers better well damn respect them Wednesday night because they can't screw around with this team. So it's going to be based off how they approach this game. It's going to be based off of health, like I said. But when you have two of the top five players on the, on the planet on the same team, I don't have, when healthy, I don't have much concern at all. What happens if they lose the Warriors on Wednesday? Well... First well, for of all, you, for you, what is your reaction? Well, first of all, they're not going to be done if they lose to the Warriors, right? But are you going to be a little nervous if they have if they lose the next game and they're out of the playoffs? They're not going to lose two in a row. I if there's what if not it does though, it's not zero percent. There's definitely a percent. So are you saying that they're? Well, let me ask you this: Do you think they'll lose two two in a row? I think no, but it's possible. And I that, just want to know. I just want to know when the un, if the unlikely happens. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just focusing on what's going to happen Wednesday. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm just focused on how they're going to approach Wednesday. But if, I will. A healthy Lakers team with AD and LeBron somehow, some way, don't make it to the playoffs. You don't want them. You don't want them in the playoffs. No, I want them in the playoffs. I think they're they're entertaining to watch. But if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be a tough stain on LeBron's legacy. I'll tell you that much. Well, people... it's going to be a tough one. And if they don't get out of the first round, if they make it in the playoffs and they lose the Suns, tough stain on the legacy of LeBron James. I I will say all, that. That's all I'm going to say. And that's a fact. It will. So you should be you should be nervous over there because this is one of the most frail, I will say this injury prone teams the Lakers have ever had. I, I they still have a lot of talent and they definitely can still make it to the finals, but they're a little shaky this year. When healthy, I'm not worried. I, I, I yeah. Am, well, they they're not healthy. LeBron even said himself that he's not a hundred percent. He said, look, look, let me just put in context. If he's at least 85 to 90%, he'll be fine. I am not concerned at all. If they lose Wednesday, maybe we'll have a different discussion in a couple days. But as of right now, as of the time we're recording this, what time is it? 8.42 p.m. As of 8.42, my level of concern going into this is like a 2. But we'll see what happens. I'm not, hey, everything's going to be fine. 
You know the song, Don't Worry About a Thing by Bob Marley? That's how I feel. I ain't worried. Gotcha. What are your, uh, what are your predictions for the, Plan? the Clippers? For the, no, Clip- the Clippers in the postseason. I'm not going to I think they're flying under the radar. Let, let me, I'm, I, I'm, look, I'm not going to lie here. They're playing some good ball. I'm not going to lie. They, I think they're a little bit better than last year. I mean, Ka- 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 PG, I don't question him in, the, in, in general as a player. I think he's a top 10, 15 player. I think he's had a great year. When, when Kawhi was out. I mean, Kawhi I, is a great. I think they've done well without Serge Ibaka. I think, I think that they have some good shooters on their team. Reggie Jackson. Luke Kennard's a nice shooter. They got shooters. And Marcus Moore Sr.'s had his best shooting year. They're a good team, man. I'm not going to lie to you. They're a good team. And if they go to somehow make it to their first ever Western Conference Finals out there... I still am obviously going to pick the Lakers to win, but I think the Clippers could give the Lakers a couple of some good games. I'll say that. So no, objectively speaking, Clippers have, are a little bit better this year than last year. Good to know. Now I want to ask you this about the play-in, our final subject. Um, on we're going to go over all four games from your perspective. Well, tomorrow's games is the Eastern Games, which is going to be the Wizards, Celtics, and the Hornets, Pacers. Let's go. Who do you have in the Hornets, Pacers game? Hornets. Yeah, I mean, your got Lonzo Ball of your Pelicans brother Lamelo has been amazing, and if he didn't get hurt, the Hornets wouldn't be in the play-in right now. They'd be in the playoffs. So I would. I'm going to take the Hornets to win. I just don't. I would, say, I, I would take them to win, but don't sleep on uh, the Pacers. Sabonis. Sabonis is a tank. Uh, Brogdon's been playing some good ball. Brogdon's healthy, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Brogdon's, Brogdon's, Brogdon's good. He's I a great think. player. Yeah. I like. I like his game. Wait, you know who's out for the Pacers? Hayward. Hayward's out for the Hornets. Yeah, it's a. But yeah, but I think Lamelo. He's still gonna be in games. They still have they still have bridges. They still have that team. I I think Hoy Hayward was severely overpaid in the off season, so I don't really see much worry. We'll see. Well, the Pacers are three point favorites, so we're both going against the spread. And who do you like in the Wizards Celtics game? That'll be an interesting game. Um, hmm. I think I like the Wizards. Me too. I, I love what they've done. They've been probably one of the top two to three teams in the league in the, in the last like four to five weeks. They've been playing some great ball right now. Brad Beal is unbelievable. Number two in scoring this year. Russ has said triple-double records. They're, pl- they're peaking at the right time. I think the Wizards... By the way, if the Wizards beat the, the Celtics... They play the Nets in round one. <laughs> How great is that? Russ versus Harden and KD in round one. Yeah. Wouldn't that would that... be that'd be fun. We're gonna have a lot of great series, hopefully. This, oh, of uh, course. This Imagine Russ versus KD and Harden. Russ and Beal versus KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Like, that's gonna be a lot of points that series. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Now, let's talk about Wednesday's game. Let's talk about the... We'll talk about 
uh, the big one uh, in a second. Well, well, we already who, talked about it, but yeah. Well, I want to get the prediction of that. Um, Grizzly Spurs, <laughs> who do you like? Uh, who do I like? I like the Grizzlies, Matthew. Yeah, they're, 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 the Spurs don't even want to be there. Like, Aja, and if Dylan Brooks didn't foul out against Steph. He act, Dylan Brooks played good defense on Steph yesterday. Yeah, they, he did the best he could. <laughs> yeah, they, he struggled when, Steph struggled when Dylan Brooks guarded him. They have Ja, and Valanciunas has been having a great year. Yeah, look, the, all these games are going to be, they're not like, yeah, this team's for sure going to win. They're all close spreads, pretty even. Right. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I, I would say the Grizzlies definitely have an edge. They're four-point favorites. Jaws, a special guy to have on your team, as you said. Valanciunas is also killing it. And, but this, don't, don't disrespect the Spurs. Uh, DeRozan, solid. Murray, solid. Uh White solid, white. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, Derek. Derek White. Derek White. Yeah. They've got a solid team, so hopefully it'll be a good game. But yeah, I'd say the edge is the Grizz. Now, non-biased, not not no no bias in this pick. Warriors Lakers. Non-biased. I told you, I think the Lakers are going to win, but I don't think it's a lock. I think. Especially against a Steph, playing against Steph Curry, you never know what's going to happen. And right. what if they put too much focus on the Steph? Wiggins can go off. Wolves we'll, can go off. We'll see what they happens. Got Their role players have been playing well, so you can't put. You I, obviously have to make sure you lock down Steph, but you got to remember there's other guys on that team. Let me, let me ask you this before we we wrap this up. Uh, do you like roller coaster rides? <laughs> yes, Matthew. I like to go on roller coasters. Like when you're on a roller coaster, right? You tend you're you get scared, right? You get feared for your, you get feared in in a lot of different things when you're going up, and then you're so scared, you're terrified. It's fun, but it's exciting, at, but it's scary at the same time. But you know, in the end, you're gonna be safe and you're gonna be okay. The Warriors, I feel like, are go, there's going to be a little bit of fear going into going into play against Steph Curry, but in the end, when you have a healthy LeBron Anthony Davis, you're going to be safe in, uh, during this fun ride, and everything will be fine. That's that's what the game is going to be. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. Might be a few bumps. There might be a few scares when Steph hits two, three in a row, and everyone's going to go crazy. But in the end, I think they'll be fine. And if there were, if they lose, I will be concerned. But as of this moment, I'm chilling, having a good time, and I feel fine. There you have it, folks. Matt Goldstein on his thoughts two days before the big game. I will be fine. And I, but I, and I will say this, during the game and during the playoffs, if, if it, I'm assuming the Lakers don't screw around against the Warriors or if they lose that, which I don't think they will against. The point is, if the Lakers advance, which I expect them to, my phone will be off during every single game. And my phone's going to be off during the Lakers-Warriors game. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Although I don't believe you. You're definitely going to start tweeting. I'm going to tweet at the end. I'm just going to be locked in and focused and watching in a, in a dark room. All alone. No, no, 
No kipper around me. That's going to be a peaceful room, hopefully. Oh, yeah. We'll see, though. Not if Steph. What if Steph starts the game off with, like, five straight threes, and before you know it, you're down 15 nothing. Then it's a long game, and I'm not going to be too concerned <laughs> about it. It's a game oh, of yeah. runs. You should get, you should get a live uh, camera on you throughout the whole game. Get a live stream going on. What, uh, should, should I get a GoPro during the game? Not a GoPro. That's too close to your face. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm I'm messing with you, Mark. All right. All right. Well, I, I got to figure out of a life. I don't know. Maybe I could do a watch party. No, I'm not doing a watch party. No, I'm, no, no social media or no cameras. Nothing during that. You can't be around people. Yeah. No, I I can't oh. be around people because you're not. No one, no one can handle you watching no, Lakers no, play. No, 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 no one can. No one can. My, my no. no one can. Uh, Your energy is unmatched. That is true. Uh, Jackson Kramer, thank you very much for joining the Off the Dome podcast. This was a fun episode, um, and I'm looking forward to having you soon. And hopefully, it once we're once you're back during the playoffs, I'll I'll tell you to your face. I told you I wasn't worried about the Lakers. Look, all I have to say is go Nets. It's the, it's, it's the year of the net. The, the year of the net. Cut down the net. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just sorry in advance when uh, KD is MVP. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Alpha Don't Podcast. Have a great night. This episode will be posted after this. And go get them.